0: Good morning, good
1: afternoon,
0: good night, and welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef.
1: And I'm Gigi.
0: And we're excited to be here.
1: Listen, thanks for checking in. Good morning. Good
0: afternoon. And good evening. This is Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef.
1: And I'm Gigi.
0: And today we have our guest, Dr. Ed Joyner. He's a Board of Education member, uh, New Haven advocate, and activist. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. Help us grow as our show continue to grow. (laughs) Doc, welcome. First of all, let's say thank you on behalf of Gigi and I. This is Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. I'm Gigi. And welcome to Jazzy Conversations. You, Dr. Ed Joyner, uh, Board of Education member, City of New Haven, Connecticut, uh, New Haven activist, New Haven advocate. Thank you and welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you so very much. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course, before we uh, start, let me ask you a question because a lot of people know you being in New Haven. Let's go back to the beginning. Where are you originally from?
2: Uh, I was born in a small town called Farmville. Farmville, spelled just like a farm, F A R M V I L L E, And it's an agricultural community like most small towns in the South were. And it it, it really, uh, tobacco, cotton, corn, all the agriculture projects. But the, the uniqueness of Farmville is that during the Civil War, there were over 11 black soldiers, slaves that signed up for the Union Army. And two of them were my great grandfathers, my third great grandfather, Tart King, my fourth great grandfather, Prosmo Acock, my fourth great uncle, Hardy Acock, and my two other uh, third great uncles, uh, William King, And oh God, what was my uncle's name? They were all my 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 third great grandfather's brothers, Mm. and and most of them were mulattoes. They were their slave master's sons.
3: Mm.
2: So what what gave me pride pride is that they defeated the Confederate army. Mm. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with fighting back. Okay, that's right. Nothing wrong with that. In fact, there's something wrong with not fighting back.
1: That's right. That's right. And
2: and the fact that they defeated. The people that enslaved them—it really helped me when I taught history because when people said that 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 white people freed the slaves, we freed ourselves and them.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Because it, it, historically, if you hadn't had the black soldiers in the, in the in the Civil War, the South would have won.
1: So this is it. This is an incredible history. So your ties to Farmville—I I, I imagine it was tough even to break free from that, given that you've got such a rich. History and the fabric of your family in in Farmville is so strong. I mean, that's incredible.
0: right. I I, I will always be a small town country boy. <laughs> and and Doc, real quick, because this is worldwide. Where's Farmville? Because I'm listening. You said the city, but what, where is that? What's what state?
2: All right, it's it's in a, it's in Pitt County in North Carolina. North Pitt Carolina. County is the home of East Carolina University. Okay. And um. What is Pitt County known for? Well, agriculture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and again, that history that most people don't know about. And, and by the way, in North Carolina, there were a lot of white unionists that were fighting for the North. Right. In fact, uh, a few families were hung. Wow. And these are families
1: from North Carolina, white families in the South that, that joined Carolina. the union. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they fought in the Union Army. So That is an unspoken part of history. Yeah. Absolutely. People mm-hmm. don't want to hear that.
1: Right, right, you know. right.
0: And right. what year did you decide to come up North? What year did you decide to come to Connecticut? Uh,
2: well, I came to Connecticut. I had been up North before because in the Great Migration, my family went from North Carolina to Norfolk, Virginia, to Washington, D.C., to Baltimore, to New York and Boston.
1: The Great Migration, that's the, great the great tale. The mm-hmm. right.
2: right. And, and they were in search of jobs. And, and by the way, some of my ancestors went to Arkansas. Mm. And that Google that because you'll find that they were also they also found jobs there It was a southern migration from from the south to the south and so in nineteen sixty eight uh my my fiance graduated from college, and i I was accustomed to coming to either Boston or New York working for the summer
3: okay.
2: since she was in New Haven. i had never visited New Haven before. I was working in Brooklyn on Wall Street as a messenger. Not oh, as a broker. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that shows you how people can tell half truths. Yeah, oh, yeah, so you, you can say you worked <laughs> on Wall Street, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and uh, so I would catch the train and come over and see her. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I saw about New Haven was I didn't see any ghettos.
3: Mm.
2: But that's all relative. Right. And I don't, believe, I don't even like that term anyway, but there's, that's another time. Uh, so I, I like the city. And uh, I would catch the train, and she was living on Hardin Place with her sister. Hardin Place, oh. And and I fell in love with New Haven. And the year she graduated, um, we got married. Uh, I got married that summer. And I took a job working at Community Progress Incorporated. I was a program analyst. And I wrote all the programs in Newhallville and Dixwell, the Teen Center, Opportunities Industrialization Center, and I was very young at the time, but I was I was going through my black consciousness. Mm-hmm. Well, well, actually, no, I was I was I had been black conscious from birth. Well, but but you made. have
1: it in your DNA. I mean, you talked yeah. about your yeah. your history. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: uh, I fell in love with the city, and um, found out that I had relatives here that I had never met. Uh, she had a large family, and uh, when I when I when when she graduated, we, we got pregnant. And we had Monica and I took a year off from school to work, to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then after that year I was going to transfer to Wesleyan, but they not they didn't want to accept enough of my credits. So, I, so I went back to Elizabeth city mm-hmm. and thinking I had a year and a half to graduate, but I actually took 21 credits per semester. And I mm-hmm. graduated in that year, um, second in the class, thankfully, There you wow. go. And, wow. and came back as, as a teacher. In 1970 at Hill House. Okay, wow. so that was the
0: next question. So you went into yeah. education in 1970, in regards to
2: yeah, I, I I majored in education because I felt like that education was the tool that Black folks needed to take mm-hmm. advantage of the gains that we made in the civil rights movement.
1: The great equalizer, right? It, it, mm-hmm. it, right,
2: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I saw it. I saw it realize itself in the people around me. I had I had friends that had gone to college at North Carolina a t North Carolina Central, and places like that. And they came back, some of them came back to teach. Uh, some of them, you know, did well in other areas. And uh, I saw that the way that we could lift ourselves up would be through education and spirituality.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. when I
2: say spirituality, I don't mean the commercial spirituality.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean a fundamental belief in that, that, that the Creator made us all. And yes. that we're responsible for each other. Amen. Yes. And that, and that we don't necessarily need a commercial space to do all of that, that we have to go out and do the work that you guys do. Yeah. You know, the good work that we have to do to help people and, and to preserve the planet.
1: That's right. And each other, right? We have we have work Absolutely. preserving Absolutely. each other. So Absolutely. it's interesting that you talk about 1970 as the year you went into education, but you talked about all that programmatic work that you had done as a young adult. Do you, felt that that, do you feel that that tied into your capacity to teach and be in the classroom?
2: Yeah, I, I, I actually started writing a book called Call to Teach. Mm. And when I was in the seventh grade, I, I started a football team of little kids, I also taught sunday school so i've loved teaching
1: we're like kindred spirits i'll tell you more later this is your time but <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> yes and so I, I i have always wanted to be a teacher and the people that influenced me the most other than mm. my dad uh, were teachers yeah. and since i was poor i couldn't always do things Go, go places and do things that some kids who had more wealth did. I, I'll give you a good example. It was a tradition in my school for the highest ranking seventh grade student to lead the eighth graders in for graduation. So the year that I was a highest ranking student and all of the whole seventh grade, the principal's wife called me to her, off to call me to her classroom. She said, you and Deborah Redden are going to lead the kids in. You're going to need a pair of white pants, a white shirt. Mm. And I said, I don't have, I don't have any white pants. She said, well, you won't lead them in then. Wow. So I went to my father's sister, my Aunt Vernice, and I was crying because I thought I had earned that. And I didn't think clothes should be a condition of participation.
1: At the young age, it must have been like 11, 12.
2: I was, uh, let's see, I was um, 12. Yeah. And so my Aunt Vernice, she said, son, don't worry about it. She said, you just have the highest average next year. When you know they, they declared a validator or salutatory. Mm-hmm. Now my parents tried to get me white pants, but if you've ever lived in a small town, there are commodities that you can't get, and yeah. we didn't have Amazon back then. That's and right. We that's right. We, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have any of that. That's right. And, and that's so Latif, this is really why I used to always try to help kids that were poor with clothes. So my father had a friend, and he and they called my dad Bud. Bud, I got a pair of white pants that boy I can wear. And what happened, his son had been in the Navy. And, you know, in the Navy, they, you know, they have blue pants, they have white pants. Mm-hmm. But the thing about these pants is that I was i was a big kid, you, you know. They were tight. They were too tight. Oh, man. And, and, and oh, I, had, man. I, had a, I had a big glute,
1: <laughs>
2: and, and I didn't like the way them pants looked on oh, me. Oh, man.
1: Now you got to wear it.
2: If you keep white too long, it starts to turn yellow. Mm-hmm. Cause his son had been in the navy and he had just taken his uniform. and he stored it someplace, so when my mother tried to iron them, and, and they were bell bottoms too. I knew that was coming up. I knew that was so going to come in the story. Yeah. Can you imagine a little black boy with a big butt wearing oh, white man. tight pants and bell bottoms in nineteen? Uh, let's see, nineteen sixty, nineteen sixty, nineteen sixty. Wow. That's too much. It's too much and, to put on a young so, man. So I cried again, <laughs> and, your,
0: and your buddies was having a good time. Oh, oh, oh yeah! <laughs> oh, oh
2: yeah! I would be dying, you know. But 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 uh So she wouldn't let me march. Yeah. So that next year, I continued to work hard, and I was a salutatorian of the class. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I had worked in the tobacco fields, and I had saved my money, and I bought me I bought me a little blue suit.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: A white shirt. And a blue tie, the clip-ons, yeah. the yep. clip-ons <laughs> and I had me a pair of black shoes, so I was getting ready yes. for that. Yes, And Of course, I ended up being valedictorian of the class. My best friend, a young lady named Deborah Redden, ended up being salutatorian, but her parents were teachers and property owners. Mm.
1: Well, and a little better off financially. Much, yeah, yeah, much better Yeah. 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 But I, I love this story. It just speaks to your planning for that success right oh, yeah, all, yeah. all aspects yeah. of it you planned for that success and doc you, and you, Gigi,
2: you know the beauty of it yeah. um years later i was asked to be the keynote speaker for the county school system look at that and they and they had it at east carolina university at mengees coliseum mm-hmm. and the lady that denied me that opportunity was sitting on the front row i hope wow. you told the story not to I humiliate didn't.
1: her but to you i, I know. didn't
2: i didn't oh. I didn't. i didn't but what i did do when I went to my hometown to speak, yes, I told a story about the teachers that did influence me, Miss McPherson, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she was just
2: sitting on the front row in a wheelchair, yeah. and and I actually started tearing up, yeah, because I said that she believed in me when nobody else did, mm-hmm. wow. other than my parents,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I said I'm here today because of her. There's- and
0: Doc, there's many young men. I was telling Gigi before yeah. you came on. I said this man has influenced so many people from New Haven Connecticut uh young men uh that you've been in our lives think about all the the football players over the oh, yeah. years the people that's gone on to get their doctorate like yourself mm-hmm. is including myself mm-hmm. you've been a yeah. mentor to me a spiritual father to me and many others you have your own family you have Monica you have Eddie and many others but uh mm-hmm. people like myself want to just Thank you for just being there. I know your background. You've also mentored one of your favorite of all time. And she told me to make sure, I give a big shout out, my sister.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah see. And, and you know what? His mom, Latif. Latif was probably one of the most talented young men that ever came out of New Haven. I, wow.
1: I mean, yes, he I mean, he,
2: he, was, he was a scholar athlete and he was even on both sides, scholarship and athleticism. If I'm correct, he was an all-stater in, 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 in track, yeah. all-stater in football, all-stater in basketball. I
0: wasn't all state in basketball, but I was captain of basketball.
2: So. Yeah, well, kind of you should have been. <laughs>
0: and,
2: and, and I think he was all-American in track. I was all-American in it's, track.
0: It's, I was all-American.
2: Dr. Joyner, so, yeah, we graduated and, and, together. And
1: see, we, we were, we were, you we graduated. I sure did. Oh,
0: she was my, listen, this was, listen, we were Mr. and Mrs. Senior our senior year. Yes. We were I should have to Mrs. Looked- Junior, what's your
1: last name Go- well at the time it was Goborn I am I am now a proud walker, but uh Genevieve Goborn was my name I was class president yes
0: yeah, she was I was
1: very uh, active back in those very days active. yes 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 sir so so do you do you have any Caribbean relatives I do well my family my family' is from the islands My my mother is from Cuba and my father uh-huh. is from Panama.
2: So Goldborn? Yeah,
1: yeah. G-O-L-D? Don't ask us. G O U B O U. Don't ask. Don't ask me to explain. We've got. We've G-L-L. got a. We've got a colorful family history.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and one of my spiritual sons that went to Hampton is, is, in fact, they call him Panama when he was in college, uh, Carlos Walton.
1: Oh wow! Now, a lot of people
2: don't realize they think that everybody from Panama would have a Hispanic surname, but that's not. No, no, no that's not, not the even true in Puerto Rico. place. Any, any no, places. no,
1: not the truth at all. Yeah. And it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty, uh, metropolitan. I mean, there, there are people that come from all over the world because yeah. they had the canal zone. So right, right, you know, there were right. lots of folks, uh, living in Panama in those places. So my
2: sister-in-law is Panamanian.
1: Oh, yeah. she's like by Sierra then.
0: And so doc, there my you mom, who you, I'm sorry. So my mom came up in 66, who, you know, very well in our family. She's from South Carolina, right? Yep, South Greenville, South Carolina. So when right, you talk about the right. migration, everyone came up, a lot of mm-hmm. people came up in 66 as well. Um, mm-hmm moving forward it's christmas time christmas right around the corner we have mm-hmm. to ask this question what mm-hmm. is your favorite your absolute favorite holiday
2: movie uh if i got the title right i think it's called this christmas this christmas okay Who and it okay. has chris brown
1: yep that's this is this christmas oh, that's a good one like yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. let me tell you why that's my favorite <laughs> because you you have the entire family rallying rallying around a family member that had messed up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they put aside all their differences to help.
1: That's right. And you
2: got all these little subplots of, mm-hmm. you know, I love seeing black love.
1: Yes, absolutely. And black courage
2: and black resiliency and, right. and all like that. And that doesn't mean I don't like seeing other groups love because I believe we're, we we come from one God, one humanity. That's right. But but because of what has happened to us historically, any anybody that overcomes that trauma that's right, and, and comes out smiling, and helpful like like the two of you.
3: <laughs> uh, that.
2: Those are people that are, I consider in my family,
3: yeah.
2: and so, and then when Chris Brown sang "Try a Little Tenderness," which was the original it's, Otis Redding tune, it's amazing that boy. That boy tore that song up. That was that's my grandma said. He, say, he tore it up, he he tore it up. up."
0: And Gigi he tore it up tore it today it at up. church. Gigi tore it up today at church too. I she was it. at church. She led the choir today.
1: So uh, oh, <laughs> the team is trying to get me to sing on this I, podcast. I, I want to hear and say
0: something to the world. And it's we gotta, not gonna. It's, we gotta give give him a little
1: something, G. It's not gonna happen. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> holy holy oh, night. Gigi, I sang I sang in a I sang in a, a, a band called the Starliners in high school.
1: Oh. In college.
2: I sang with a group called the Majestics, and uh, every now and then, uh, with my cousins, we'll do we'll do stuff together, and my daughter sings as well. And he can sing too, Chief. What? He, he's just shy. He, he has a really, and he can play a little keyboard and drums. That's oh, good to know. So that's good got
1: to stuff. know. Listen, you and if got... you
2: if you if you Google Ace Spectrum, that's my cousin Rudy Gay Sr doing all the lead
1: songs. Oh my goodness. I told you we're kindred we're kindred spirits here. I didn't tell you I used to I used to also teach Dr. Joyner. I was a teacher. Uh And I think and it taught here in New Haven and I taught in Hamden. Uh But also I believe your wife was my was my math teacher.
2: She Man, probably was in, because she taught math. Was it in middle school? It was in middle
1: school. I was in middle school. I went to at the time it was Conti uh Arts math She Magnet was your math school. teacher. She, she was, was math. my math teacher. She was right, sharp right. and she didn't play any games. <laughs> no, <she did. laughs> That's Miss Joyner.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yes. Now yes. Doc, yes, how did she, you how did you meet the lovely Miss Joyner?
2: This is a great story. <laughs> so I had come back from Boston because I had taken off the system first semester. Okay. And I had to do that because my, the biological, actually ripped me off. You know, I just met him when I was 19. I gave him money. He ripped me off. Hmm. And I had to I had to work that semester instead of going to school. So I'm in the I'm in the um, or auditor- the no we're we're in the gym, and it's like a rec night, and you know people are doing stuff. And then at the end of the rec night, you play music. Okay. So I love dancing. So I was on the stage playing records. That's before you had two turntables. So you had to switch each time. And I was doing this crazy dance that I had learned in Boston. <laughs> and she came up to me and said, could you show me how to do that dance? So, so I'm looking at her and say, said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so
1: let, me, let, me, let me just pin this really quickly. She made the first move.
2: She made the first move. Okay, but she, all claims, right. she claims that the only thing she was interested in was learning dance. Well. I said, well, you're the only girl I've ever known to ask me to dance. Except <laughs> for uh, one girl that, that liked to swing dance with me. Y'all call it stepping out.
0: Now she gotta be watching oh. this, so you make sure that story's correct, Doc. Okay. <laughs>
2: it is correct.
0: Okay. She gotta be watching this.
2: All right, so I showed her the dance. Now here's the irony. I told you I sang with a group in high school. Yes. Uh-huh. My junior year, we played for her high school. Okay. So I'm I'm on the stage at this club. Setting up the mic and, and speak and all that and I see this young lady walk down the middle of the aisle And she had this thick long hair and she was full figured which I you know, that's that's my thing I like, hey. I like. <laughs> And I like I like chocolate So I think I only had one like girlfriend girlfriend in my life um, But anyway, so I see her and you know how you can see people you're attracted to but you don't say anything
3: hmm
2: but it, to me, she was striking. Yeah. So when I go to college as a freshman, I see the same girl because I I tried out for the choir, and she was in the choir. And of course, I I made the choir,
3: mm-hmm. the
2: college choir. But she had his boyfriend, and he had a car. I didn't even have decent clothes to wear. And his name was George Morris. He was my home, my roommate's homeboy, <laughs> and we were in science classes together. And I used to help him out because without sounding like a'm bragging i was the best student in the class
1: it is what but it
2: I is yeah I, <laughs> I used to help the guys out with homework study group, and all like that and i'll never forget latif he was driving a 19 this was in 65 he was driving a 1964 chevrolet super sport come on now you got you on a you're on, on a black college campus you got this black dude hmm. with a car that's only a year old Freedom that was car. the bat one of the baddest cars of his mm-hmm. time imagine having it now. Oh I can't compete with that, right. but I had a girlfriend anyway. Okay. So that next semester would have been my sophomore year, and I had to drop out. I told you guys I had to drop out for the first semester. Mm-hmm. I went to Boston to work, came back. I met her at the dance, and after she asked me to dance, I asked her, "Could could I walk her to the dorm?" And we had, we didn't we didn't have coed dorms then, mm-hmm. you know. That's right that there were no, no such thing as court. In fact, when that first started happening, I'm saying, wow, <laughs> this is different. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you know, that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> but, but anyway, so I walked to the dorm and, you know, I, I, I was, I, I was interested in her, but I didn't think that I could make it because I, I barely had enough clothes. Uh, I couldn't afford to buy all my books. Uh, and um, I just, I just didn't think that I had the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, she she became interested, but then again, yeah. it seemed like yeah. she lost interest.
1: Hmm.
2: And then she regained it.
1: We do that and sometimes, so, you know, as women. Yeah, but we, yeah. <laughs> get
2: but interested got, and lose it. I didn't think. Gee, I didn't think I I was. I thought she was a a couple classes above me Uh and because of my limited material resources Mm -hmm. but i was still the smartest kid in the room at that Mm -hmm. time
3: yeah
2: and um and i had a pretty decent personality and i I was singing too in the group (laughs) and we were we were actually doing gigs and that's how i could make a little money so it was during the spring we had easter break and i asked her which would she stay for that Friday night? Cause she could hear me sing. Cause we were we were playing for the school, and she said, "No, I have to go home. My brother's coming to pick me up." Turns out he was a cop.
3: Hmm. I
2: said, oh Lord. So I did the gig that Friday night, and then I had to go to another town the next day to do a gig for the American Legion Club, and I caught the bus back home. So I had a little money, yeah, uh, from 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 doing the gigs, but I was I was really disappointed because I, I wanted to impress her
3: mm-hmm.
2: with singing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I went to her house. Mm-hmm. I had one of my best friends who also had a Chevrolet super sport, Johnny, Johnny Johnson. I'll never forget him as long as I live. Johnny Johnson. And he, he would, uh, he, we were real close. And I said, man, I met this girl in Greenville. I lived in Farmville. I didn't have any way to get over there. He said, well, you can, you can go with me. I'll take you over there. And his girlfriend's name was Shirley. And my girlfriend's name was Shirley. (laughs) Shirley Ebron and Shirley Love. Mm -hmm. So I went to her house and I was so impressed with her family. Mm. You know, they had a nice house on a nice street. Um, She had, let's see, two brothers and four sisters, but they were only. It was only her and her sister, right over her, that were living at the house. The other one, were adults, and her bro- actually, a brother was living at. He was a police sergeant. Okay. And he has the same name as I did, Edward Thomas. His name was Edward Thomas Love. My name is Edward Thomas Jr. Look at that. So Look. her parents liked me. Uh, I was pretty good with older people because I have a lot of respect for the elderly, mm-hmm. and uh, I would talk to her mother and her father. And her father was a singer, okay. and they had a piano. Oh, so I could play. It was little your end. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You take whatever you can get. That's right. And I didn't have license. Didn't have a car. And she would come over and pick me up. And um,
1: so, needless so, to say, then that visit when you when you you went to visit her and her family, you must hmm. have been a big hit because you jumped right to her coming to picking you right, up.
2: Right, right. So if the, yeah. right, <laughs> things right. must have gone I, I pretty shocked. well that day. I, I was shocked because. That was in 1966, 67. It was unusual for a a, a a family allowed their daughter to go and pick up a guy mm-hmm. in the family car. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I had never known anybody to do that. But evidently, her her mother thought it would, it would be okay, and and that was a big deal because I would be riding down the main drag in my hotel <laughs> with this uh, gorgeous young lady, you know. Driving me and all like that, <laughs> and, and and I lived behind the house on Railroad Street. Okay. okay. So you know it wasn't the best best situation. But and, it worked and, out. Know, I was just about to say it, it, it all worked out in the end. Worked out. Yeah, it did because sometimes we can be ashamed of where we lived. Mm-hmm. Live. hmm And I hate to say this, but sometimes people can be even ashamed of their parents. Right. Right. If they don't have all the right clothes, and all like that. And you can you count yourself out.
1: out. Mm-hmm.
2: You're right. I got mm-hmm. over that pretty quickly because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no shame in poverty. The shame is in in, in not striving. Right. That's where the shame is. Yes. Not trying yes. to improve your situation. Oh. And my, my, my father who raised me was a grandson of a slave. My mother was a great granddaughter of a slave. And it takes a little time to work yourself out of that.
1: Yeah. Because there's, there's a, there's a a psychic damage that I think comes with, with poverty, right? It's not just the, it's not just the, the lack of um, amenities and, and, and material things. There is a, there's an emotional, a spiritual
2: um, assault,
1: right? That comes with poverty.
2: Well, that, that is, is what you have to work to rid yourself of and try to change your worldview. Mm-hmm. And, and see yourself very differently, but not to see yourself as a victim.
1: Right, right. Because
2: because my great grandmother used to tell me, everybody falls down, don't lay there and wallow. There you go.
1: You gotta get back up,
2: you gotta get back up.
0: There you up. go. Yes. So Doc, if you can have lunch with any historical figure, who would it be?
2: Hmm. Martin Luther King or Frederick Douglass, but probably probably Dr. King, ah. it would be why, either them.
0: And why, why? Yeah
2: and actually, I wish I could have lunch with a bunch of folk <laughs> The reason it would be dr King is because he addressed two things that that are dear to me uh religion and and how you use politics to improve the world
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and actually i have i have i i buy everything martin luther king hmm. in fact this this is the book of his uh essays the papers of Martin Luther King uh-huh. and I don't care how much money I have to spend I'm going to get everyone everything he ever written, he ever wrote yeah and the reason that, that that I love Dr. King is because the way he interpreted religion was the same way that all of the great leaders in African- American history have interpreted it that the Creator is on the side of the disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. And that it is our responsibility to lift up as many people as we can. Mm-hmm. So he could have been—he could have been a mega church preacher. That's right. Before he could that was had, such
1: a thing. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. He could have had
2: planes, boats, mm-hmm. designer suits. Uh, he could have had all of that,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but he was so obsessed with the freedom of black people and the freedom of all people
3: mm-hmm.
2: that he he gave his life in the service of that. Yeah. And he had a much broader vision than some of my other heroes.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, I love Malcolm, but it took Malcolm a time to get past this, this notion of the white man's the devil. There are devils in every <laughs> complexion. Right. Which he got In there. Fact, yeah, I, the
1: good thing, he definitely he, got he did, there. He did. He and, did. And I yeah. was lucky
2: enough yeah. to met Atala Shabazz, who's his oldest daughter wow. and Yolanda King. And I also met Bernice. Oh my goodness. Uh, when I, when I was, when I was, uh, you know, coming up as an educator. And In fact, his, and his youngest lunches.
0: daughter, Doc, not to cut you off, will be on the show as well. A personal friend of mine, Malak, one of the twins. So and you know what? I don't show. know
2: where Attila is now, but Latif, I brought her and and, and uh, Yolanda to Hill house to do a play called "Stepping Into Tomorrow." Wow, oh. wow! So when you talk, when you talk to her sister again, okay, find out where Attila is, hmm. and 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 what she's doing, and ask her, does she remember her sister when she was an actress? And she'll be watching this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, that's great, and and. And her mother was a best friend of a dear friend of mine, Sheila Evans Tranum, who was the uh, deputy commissioner of uh, New York State Board of Ed. Mm. When they uh, And so her mother, Betty Shabazz, was working at Mega Evers, and I ended up being a consultant for Mega Evers to help them with that teacher prep program.
1: <laughs> this is amazing. I did not know yeah. that. I'm getting yeah. an education on you today. Yeah. I mean, you uh, have been was... saturated in sort of civil rights mm-hmm. and progress of poor people mm-hmm. and black people and... This is incredible.
2: Yeah, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you know her. Did you meet her in college? No,
0: we've met over the past, I'll say, ten years through the school system, okay. and we kept in right. contact. Uh, just kindred spirits. We started speaking. Mm-hmm. She loved my name, asked me my background because of my name. Yeah. Uh, right, and, right, uh, Latif. Right, mm-hmm. and it started from there, and, and she was like, "Let's keep
2: in contact," and we've had mm-hmm. a friendship ever since. So, yeah. well, see, if 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 I were to have another person at that table, would be Malcolm. Mm-hmm. And they both were courageous in their own way.
1: Absolutely. I mean,
2: one of the things I liked about Malcolm is that, and by the way, his book inspired me more than any book I've ever read. Wow. What I like about him is that he realized that all men and all women are brothers and sisters.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And there are some people who still don't realize that, and they're notorious. You see them all the time. And... He he also real, realized the consequences of him outing Elijah Muhammad. Right.
1: There was and, some real. There was there was there was a lot of courage that that yeah. it took for him to do right. and say the things that he did. And I think what's amazing even about both of these folks that you selected, and I, I think there's an issue that we have in our culture. We we choose mm-hmm. a hero and we want to mm-hmm. make a statue out of them, like they were just yeah. this one thing all the yeah. time. But mm-hmm. the two that you've chosen, both in Malcolm and in Martin. Um, is that these are two men that we got to see the progress of their thinking? You know, we got right. to see the progression right. in their ideology, right. which is that's right. a gift to us to say you don't have to be staunch and pick a pick a position mm-hmm. and stay that route. No. We have no. intellect, and we you know we get to change and grow. So those are, I think I'd that's like a, to, I'd like to be at that lunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes,
2: that's a bit, uh, a great way to put it. Uh, I read some someplace once that some people are dwellers and some people are seekers. Dwellers are born into an ideology and they stay there. Mm -hmm. They don't wanna hear anything outside of here. Mm -hmm. Seekers are always questioning Mm -hmm. and they tick people off. That's right. Because they're they're always asking why, Mm -hmm. how come Mm -hmm. and all that. And so uh, in, in Malcolm's case, he was so such a righteous human being mm-hmm. that there was something inside of him that was saying, "Wait a minute, hold it." Made this you think.
1: Made right. you listen deeper. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And then he was brave enough to act on that righteousness. Mm-hmm. And in Dr. King's case, if you read his his primary source materials, you'll find out that he was not a he was not the staunch literal interpreter of religion mm-hmm. that some people would try to make him to be.
1: Yeah. He had
2: a much broader sense of that. In fact, it's it's a little bit like uh, what Victor Wooten said. Uh, Victor Wooten is a great jazz bass player. Mm -hmm. He said, God is too big for any one culture.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Doc, I'm gonna hold you right there. Um, I just got queued up. We have a few more minutes. Mm -hmm. Hold that thought, thank you so much. Um, Before we end this segment, I have three questions to ask you, very important. Uh, Mm -hmm. The first one is, what's your favorite three podcast shows? very important well this one there you go <laughs>
2: <laughs> interview over yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and let me tell you why the reason i went into teaching because i thought that gave me the best chance to produce two people like you oh,
0: oh. very kind very kind
2: it, in other words it's the gift that keeps on giving that's right that, it, let's look look at it this way latif has two daughters yes i do and a wife yes i do Beautiful wife, now, uh, beautiful, <laughs> dope, beautiful in there. Yes, she she's watching this. She, she's beautiful plus. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And and she's beautiful three sixty inside outside <laughs> side front back the whole deal. Now you are beautiful Gigi.
1: Thank you.
2: That's my girl. My hus- and my and husband
1: thinks so too. That's if he were right. here.
2: <laughs> well, you my know girl. What, Like you say, you got that that beautiful round shaped head. <laughs> And that, and that Hershey bar, as Richard Pryor said, skin look like a Hershey bar. <laughs> that, that's the character, Sweet Chocolate Brown. And, and, and so, so you, got, you got a black man that marries a black woman that produces two beautiful black daughters. So you took one person, that could actually be a geometric progression. Let's say his daughter, daughter's married two beautiful guys. Mm-hmm. Whomever they are,
0: and they have kids. Doc, we have a question for you. Okay, very important question. Mm-hmm. Three, three favorite podcasts. What's your three favorite podcasts?
2: uh number one, Teeth and Gigi. There hey, you go. There you go. We appreciate it. it. Um, first, first of all, y'all are good looking, and you're smart, and you ask really deep questions. Ah, uh, we appreciate uh, that. And, and you're you're in a good group because the next, the second favorite one is NPR. Oh okay. wow,
1: that's a, We're in good. We're in good okay. company. Okay. Yeah, yes. and
2: then the third one is New York Times. Oh, okay. right. Okay. And, and 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 actually, the reason I like you guys is because you're dealing with issues that are germane to the survival of our culture.
3: hmm hmm
2: and, and and you're not just dealing with name brand guests. You know, it's kind of a grassroots all the way up that's right that's right that's the goal
1: it all matters and we all matter that's right
2: absolutely every single if you think about it every single person on the planet matters that's right (laughs) and so I I just think that unfortunately in our communities there's too much Facebook journalism (laughs) too much Twitter journalism yeah and there's too much stuff that Tries to pass itself off as knowledge that's really propaganda. Right, and folk get upset when you challenge it. Yeah, and that's sad. I mean, you should not be allergic to truth. Yeah, and and the reason I like this is because both of you guys, you have the personality to deal with controversy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you're not in your face. No, you basically, you know, there's an old saying: you should we should seek first to understand.
1: That's right. That is the first objective
2: yeah, and what you said earlier
1: about being a, a, a dweller and a seeker, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that, that framing yeah. because I would like to consider us uh, seekers, right? Expanding. Yeah. Expanding, yeah, expanding knowledge base. Couldn't yes. find a better I, partner.
0: Couldn't find a better partner. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't oh, find yeah. a better partner. Yeah. Love Jake. No Doc, no you're a singer. Mm-hmm. Three, three favorite groups of all times.
2: Your three favorite groups. Uh, okay, so I'll give you my groups. I, I have solo artists, too. Um, God, I, I just love so much music. And if you ever need music, let me know. I can make you anything. <laughs> uh, uh, I would say my first group that I fell in love with were, were, were the Impressions. Oh. Okay. Now, you guys may be too young for them, but uh, Curtis, Mayfield was a, uh, Curtis Mayfield and Jerry Butler were the lead singers.
1: Absolutely. I, 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 I love them.
2: Right. And I like harmonies. Yeah. So um, that's why I like them. It was a trio. And, and, and a lot of the groups that I sang in were trios. They were trios because
1: they and they, were that three-part part harmony.
2: harmony. Yes. Right. Three-part <laughs> harmony. Then it, 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 it. I got a bunch of groups that pop in my head. The Temptations, the Spinners, and the Whispers. Yes. Okay. okay. but but I I like I like I like Smokey Robinson and Miracles. All well. right, you That's cheating, you soul. cheating now, you cheating. We asked for three, you yeah, cheating. I know, I know That's it's, hard. it's cheating, hard. because if you come over the house and you look at my iTunes, I got about forty five thousand songs, wow. and, and I got all these playlists. Yeah, and 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 so it really in music you got melody, you got lyrics, and you got rhythm. So. I like balance, but I like the dance, so I like rhythmical songs. Okay. And the reason I don't like some music is because of vulgarity in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that black artists should use their art to uplift, inspire, and motivate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, if you listen to Curtis Mayfield singing "We're a Winner," never let anybody say we can't make it because a mm-hmm. feeble mind is in our way.
1: That's right. No
2: more tears we'll cry. We finally dried our eyes. We're moving on up lord have mercy we're moving on up or if you listen to marvin Gaye, ask what's going on
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> or stevie wonder loves and needs of love today
1: that's right
2: that's deep that is deep. deep that, that is deep. deep right and then almost anything that came out of the sound of philadelphia because gamble and huff were trying to change the world with their music barry brother was trying to make money
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and you probably can do both it actually took Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder to push back against Barry Gordon to make what's going on, uh, uh, the Ecology album, Marvin Gaye, and Stevie Wonder's full in his first finale.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I mean, he didn't want to do that because he, he was trying to make music that would sell a bunch right. and crossover and all that stuff. But Gamble and Huff started out trying to use music that would wake people up, wake up everybody. Mm-hmm. yes. That would inspire more people sleeping in bed. <laughs> there you go. And if you look at the OJs, they started there. And that's another one of my groups that I love. And uh that song, The Love of Money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then backstabbers. That's right. I, I, I asked you, know. you three,
0: and you done gave me twenty-seven. Listen, I appreciate what, it. Listen,
2: you asked <laughs> a man, a man who loves music, right?
1: He self-proclaimed. He loves Doc's music. You gave opened
0: twenty-seven different people. You opened Pandora's
1: box, and I'm and I'm getting to listening. I I, I love it.
0: Okay, Doc. Yeah. Now listen, you're a New Haven activist. You're a New Haven advocate.
1: Here's
0: my here's my question for you. What is misunderstood about Dr. Ed Joyner? what um, is misunderstood about dr ed joiner in the city of new haven
2: connecticut mm-hmm. well the people that know me know me correct but then there are people who don't care to know me mm-hmm. because of two two things they don't understand my views about religion okay and they don't understand my views about politics because there are some people who look at things through a black lens. And I try to look at things through a historical lens mm-hmm. and, more global and through lens. A, mm-hmm. a global lens and a human lens. Mm-hmm. Like, I got in an argument with a guy, I was buying a car, and I don't know how the question came up about gay rights, but uh, I said, why would anybody want to harm a person because of their sexual orientation? Why is that in any in any of our business? Right. Right. And then he said to me, are you gay? And I said, no. I said, but if I were, that would be nothing. I said, I, I'm married, happily married. And I was being nice because I got angry when he said that. Mm-hmm. And, and this dude trying to sell me a car too. And, and, and I said, I said, it just doesn't make sense to me that somebody would harm, denigrate, malign a human being because they don't understand that part. Mm -hmm. And the same kind of guy was misogynistic because he felt that women should be underneath men. Mm -hmm. And if he saw you, Gigi, he couldn't see your beauty because he would probably think that women should have long hair. Right. And that they should be lighter and and all that Mm -hmm. other kind of stuff. And I'm just saying, you're a sad guy, man. I didn't buy the car, by (laughs) the way. Good. In fact, if you know, I got a little bit of a temper. I do know. So... (laughs) I said I said and, and I said don't sleep on gay people either. There's some gay men that will kick you up behind.
1: You better believe it. You better believe I,
2: it. I said so just so don't be walking around with that stereotype <laughs> in your head about, in fact I don't even think he could handle RuPaul uh, if 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 it were straight up <laughs> but, but but that that's people don't understand that because they think it's it's a contradiction of religion. And and we can we can be a very conservative community when it comes to stuff like that uh, and then of course with politics that oftentimes you expect if you're black to support a black candidate mm-hmm. I'm going to support the righteous candidate right.
3: and that's because
2: of my historical lens
3: mm-hmm.
2: I know that we Lord Garrison, the Valo Luzzi that Swerner and Goodman died well at least three of Swerner, Goodman, Luzzi died in the service of the freedom of black people, and I remind people that of those three civil rights workers in Mississippi, two out of three were Jewish,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: and 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 Ch- James Cheney was black, and that and that in the and the Civil War, that there were white abolitionists, John Brown,
1: that's right,
2: who died in the freedom of. I also remind them that the people that first sold us into slavery in Africa were people that looked like us. Mm-hmm. Those are facts. Yeah. So is it about a person's soul, their spirit, or their complexion? Right.
0: Depend on who you're asking, right? I
2: guess. And, 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 and Latif, look at who your coach was in high school. Oh, yeah. That man would die for you. All three of them. I, I, look, I was the people I read those films. That was, my that was my That was my guy. That was my guy. Absolutely. yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. so I don't, I, I don't, I don't like that. It's it's a contradiction of the idea that we we all came from the same source.
3: Yeah,
2: and the first people that ever breathed or walked God's earth were dark skinned people in East Africa. So everybody's African, whether they want to accept it or not.
1: Yeah. And then it sounds like also what I what I hear you saying is that an injury to one is an injury to all. And so until you feel that way, right, you keep seg- segmenting people. And by you, I just mean people that just not, don't I'm embrace always, a global way of thinking, right? But you should be offended when, when there's injustice, regardless of absolutely. who's the recipient and who's the perpetrator. You, right. re- you regardless if you you, you, you know, recognize a similarity in one or the other. But an injury to one being an injury to all seems to be like a, a unifying theme that I hear you saying.
2: In fact, Gigi, if you ever heard a poem called No Man is an Island, mm. that, that, that poem says that. Yeah. You know, each man's joy is joy to me. Each man's grief is my own. Yes, yes. And Jesus said, what you do to the least of my brethren, do you unto me. And Confucius taught the golden rule 500 years before Jesus. <laughs> and that's why Martin Luther King and Malcolm X would be the people out because they came to that conclusion
1: yeah yeah
2: and, and 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 they didn't they didn't they didn't they realized that there are angels and devils across all kinds of people that's right and so my, and my father my father more than anybody my mother and father taught me that that there's bad and good in everybody that's right yeah, absolutely and the worst thing you can be is be a hypocrite That you talk about the splinter in your brother or your sister's eye when you have a beam in yours.
1: Beam in your own. That's right. Right. That's right.
2: You know, so, so I just think that you can sleep at night and that you can walk through the world feeling pretty good about yourself when you judge people one at a time. That's right. Instead of trying to make generalizations about people because they're poor, short, tall. In fact, one of the greatest courses, sub courses I ever taught was a course on prejudice. And mm-hmm. I got a chance to teach, uh, dual lecture Monday night at Sacred Heart to the teacher education majors about prejudice and, mm-hmm. and racism. And, and one of the things I said was that if you look at, uh, you remember a movie called Hotel Rwanda? Yes. Yeah, yes. One yes. of my favorite. Indeed. One of my favorite.
1: Don Cheadle, I think, started yeah, that. One. Yeah, Don was Cheadle was a guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a perfect example of how it's not about color. That's right.
1: The Tutsis and, and the Hutus, I think. Yes. yes. And then in
2: and, and, and Nigeria, right. mm-hmm. in Nigeria, you had the Biafran conflict. You had the same thing in Liberia. You had the same thing in Rwanda. You had the same thing in Uganda.
1: Listen, and, Dr. Joyner, we have the same thing in Newhallville. And, and, yes, yeah, I, I,
2: I was going there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in other words, Every, every relative of mine that was murdered was murdered by a person that looked like them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My sister was shot by her husband. She wasn't killed, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But you know, she died young as a direct result of that. She was mm-hmm. 32 years old. Wow. My two nephews were murdered. They weren't the best people either.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and, and in every single case. So when I was a principal, I should try to tell the kids, stop blaming other people for everything that happens to you and look first within yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Be a seeker, right? Seek beyond what it is that you've been told outside of that paradigm. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Well, we we have been so so fortunate to have you in the schools and interacting with our kids. That for me, I believe that is, and you alluded to it, that is generational work. Right, the yeah. seeds that you've been able to plant that goes into the hearts of the young children, and then they are raised with that. They'll raise their children differently because of their their experience with you. So I yeah. want to I want to make sure that I don't uh, lose this opportunity to thank you for for what you have planted in this community.
2: Well, thank you, and mm-hmm. thank 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 you, and Latif. Again, it, it, I always when I try to help people understand how important individuals are, I said let's use the magnification principle. Hmm. If we had a hundred GGs
3: hmm.
2: and a hundred Latifs in, 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 in New Haven, what would this community look like? Huh. We had a hundred. Wow. Now, what if we had 500? <laughs> and so, and then you can look at it from a negative standpoint, all it takes is one menace to society. Oh, yeah. To terrorize a community. Look, look at that that guy that they're looking for now to cut his child up. Oh Lord. Look at look at the things that you and I know. Every one of us knows somebody personally that was at the wrong end of a gun.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: A Mm knife. We also know that some people die from self-inflicted wounds.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I've had so many young men that I tried to help.
0: Yes, you have. You've helped a lot. You've helped a lot.
2: And they still go out there. And I said, look, bro, you know what road you're traveling on? (laughs) I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Next thing you know, I look in the paper. It's another funeral.
1: Yeah, another funeral.
2: And and I'm talking about family members. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Nephews.
1: Far too many.
2: And in some cases, a brother. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know all the answers because I don't know all the questions.
1: <laughs> 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 That's right. Doc, Start with the questions. I'm sorry, G. So what
0: we're going to do now, we're going to wrap up, and we want to thank you again, like Gigi said, for your time. Uh, we know what you're – tell us what's going on with you now, actually. What are you, what are you doing now? Are you writing any books? Are you doing anything that uh, you want to share with anyone or any businesses? Yeah,
2: um, well, yeah, I, I'll be 76 in May. Ooh
0: looking good oh, yes looking good <laughs> of, um, and still work out too huh you still work out
2: yeah in fact, i did a, i did a kettlebell and um goblet squats that yesterday there you go what i'm trying to do now is i'm trying to do as much as i can to help my wife because mm-hmm. uh, she was struggling with uh, cancer as you know and you were very helpful you and your wife were very helpful during I that i appreciate
0: process. it appreciate
2: it i helped my daughter with uh, her child uh, my daughter adopted a newborn
3: Okay. And, Congratulations!
2: Uh, and my son, he he just remarried, and I'm trying to be a good father-in-law to his wife and a good Great. father. To him. And uh, I'm trying to keep myself preserved as much as possible because I'm I'm real realistic about longevity. Yeah. And I've been blessed to live as long as I have lived, and uh, I told somebody I want to die healthy. There you go. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be laying around wasting away. That's and, right. <laughs> and then I got a couple of nephews that, that that are really getting it together and trying to be as encouraging and supportive of them as I can. Mm-hmm. And then some the older people in the family that are even older than I am. I want my brother in law to feel like he's loved and that there's always a place you can go get a meal, watch a game, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And my younger great nephews and nieces to sort of support them and then do as much as I can to try to help the city through my work as a school board member. Yeah. And, and as a person in the, in the community that's yeah, not afraid to call out stuff. And, and, and Truth kind to of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and I appreciate this opportunity because this was straight up righteous. <laughs> and two people that I love and respect um, because I think you fall in love with archetypes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you meet a righteous person, a fair minded person, a courageous person, that if you that way yourself, or you're trying to be that way, then you can't help but be, like you said, kindred spirits.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
2: had, I had a chance to, to do a project with Maya Angelou.
1: Oh, she's my, one of my favorites. Well, mm-hmm. you are a lot like her. Oh, that's a, a compliment. Like wow. And, and, so, and, and you
0: know, doc, Honestly, Gigi's been this way since high school. She was our class president. (laughs) Remember, you didn't know she graduated with us, and she was class president and went straight to temple, straight out of high school. mm -hmm. Not 10, 15 years later, 18 mm -hmm. year old, went straight to school. Mm -hmm. And you went to the
2: school? Yes, I did. (laughs) Because I I worked with Margaret Wong at temple. uh, And I was there a lot. And my cousin, Ajua, I think she got her doctorate from temple. Mm -hmm.
1: Was she working with LEAP at some point?
2: She was at one point. Yeah.
1: Yes, I knew her. She was yeah. a force, absolute yes. force.
2: And she's <laughs> from Big Cotton in North Carolina, where all those yes. soldiers came from. <laughs> so she's come from. And and, and, and a, who was a Malifi Asante? Who was who was the professor of Black Studies at Temple? Oh. He was an Afrocentric uh, 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 idea. He
1: he, uh, he actually created one of the the founders and creators, the thought uh, thought creators of. Um, oh my gosh. This is the worst. I hate to be put on the spot like this. My brain just draws a blank. Of I um think, You said it, Khalifa uh, Asante. Um See, I think his name was Malifi. M- M- oh gosh, it was Asante. M something Asante. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's still alive, but um I I had a lot of I had a lot of respect for him. Uh I'm not a oh, for, yeah, here you go. Um uh, Malifi Malifi Chite Asante. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the book that he wrote was the Afrocentric idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And let me see if he's still living. Big shout
0: out to Temple University. Temple University. Big shout out to the University of Finley, Ohio.
2: We had
1: a lot of folks from from New Haven that were there. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I remember when when Latif went to Finley. That's right. Finley was one of those abolitionist schools. Absolutely.
0: Hmm. Absolutely.
2: Just like Wilberforce and all like that. So he, um,
0: uh, we have a lot of people from Ohio tuned in right now. So big shout out to Ohio, yes,
2: yeah, right. Finley was 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 on the money. So, Doc,
0: listen, you came a long way from Farmville. So, I tell you what, if no one ever been to your back deck, they'll understand you came a long way. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gigi, hey, we're gonna hey, have to get Gigi on out that back toilet. deck someday yeah, from an outdoor toilet. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> have one of the best backyard decks oh yeah around. well I, i'll
1: just await so, my invitation doctor
2: <laughs> yeah. hey, listen listen when, when the weather gets good yes i'd love to have you guys over uh, well this uh, year
0: uh to let Gigi know we'll be right we'll, we have our uh huge fundraiser going on in july so she'll be there for that yes um, okay as you know doc and i are, are doing a fundraiser I yes I spoke to you told you about me together yeah. this year so that'll be that'll be a big one and I'll uh so there. she'll be there
2: that's great. That's uh, great. Now well, really listen, Doc, we're not going to
0: hold you. I'm sorry. Is there anything else you want to say before we uh, end this? I want
2: to say that I love you dearly, we and you. I just hope that we can produce more young people like you guys, and 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 develop a platform so that more people can hear this, hear what you do. Thank you
3: for that. Because a
2: movement, we need a movement. Yes. An internal movement. Yeah. Because we've we knocked down a lot, a lot of the barriers. Now we've got to educate people so they can take advantage of them.
1: That's right. Oh, I love you. Thank you for saying that. So much love. Thank you so very Thank much. You. This has been such Doc, a pleasure great. and an honor. Give yeah. my best
0: to Miss Joyner, Monica, Eddie. We love you. Thanks. Thanks for supporting Jazzy Conversations with Teef and Gigi. I'm yeah. Teef. I'm Gigi. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Take care, Doc. Thank you. Take care. God Thank bless. Well. God bless. God
1: bless. Well, we thank everyone for tuning in. That was Dr. Ed Joyner. We had an amazing conversation. Yes, we did. I hope you enjoyed it and that you stay tuned in for the next conversations with Teef and, G- and Gigi.
0: And please subscribe. Please put the, uh, press the subscribe button, press the like buttons. Uh, we want to continue to grow as a platform. We need your help, so please help us out. Uh, thank you so much. Jazzy Conversations, I'm Teef. I'm Gigi. Take care.